Hey, this is Craig Finn, and you're listening to a Flash episode of That's How I Remember It. I wanted to talk about my upcoming tour of Europe and the UK in September with my band, the Uptown Controllers, and especially about Scott Levine, the support act that will be traveling with us for most of the shows. I first heard of Scott late last year when my friend George sent me an article from DangerousMinds.net. It was written by esteemed rock writer Richard Metzger, who proclaimed UK-based Scott Levine's LP Milk City Sweethearts to be his record of the year. I took a listen and I found that I agreed. It's a fantastic work. It's tuneful, funny, charming, sad, and unforgettable. It called on some of my favorite artists, Lou Reed, Bowie, Jonathan Richmond, etc. I spun it a ton, and I so I put it something on Twitter, you know, uh, praising it. Much to my delight, Scott Levine himself noticed and wrote back, and we started talking online. Turned out he was a fan of mine, and uh, when I was over in the UK... With the Hold Steady in March 2022, we had a very enjoyable breakfast at Pedro's Cafe in Kentish Town, and that led him to agreeing to join me on this upcoming tour. And I'm happy to be joined here today on this podcast with the man himself, Scott Levine. Scott, so much th- thanks so much for joining. Oh, man. Well, that's beautiful. Thanks, Craig. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, where do I find you today? Uh I'm in I'm in Dorset in the south coast of England. It's, it's windy, it's cloudy. It feels like the summer's coming to an end. And That's uh, right. and a new father. Congratulations! Um, a, a new development. Yeah. yeah, Sid Sid Levine has just come into the world. Um, yeah, it's, it gives you hope for humanity. Um, <laughs> it has to. It, sorry, it has to. It forces you to have hope for humanity. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of change, but, um, still a tour on the, uh, on the horizon. Um, I wanted to talk about Milk City Sweethearts cause it's an album I love so much. When did, when did you start? I know it, it came out last year, but when did you start making the songs for it? Um, I started the year the winter before lockdown so lockdown was like march 2020 was it correct yeah yeah so i was working as a postman um and um and the the, the album that came out the previous year anyway so it's a long story basically <laughs> i didn't have a label and didn't think anything was going anywhere i didn't have any money and so i started delivering mail and i just had was carried this book and it rained it was the wettest winter we'd had for years and then um, i just carried this notebook around and was just like you know writing things in it and and da, da, da. and then when um and then i quit just before lockdown because i had some like theater shows um coming coming up and then um that didn't happen and i couldn't get my job back at the post office and so i was just like quite well, better write an album and i just had all these words and a few ideas and um, I wrote I wrote it pretty quick. I wrote the whole album in about six weeks, probably, um, and then at, well, not the whole thing, but wrote the, uh, most of it, and then um, added a, added a few just before I, re- I recorded it in August because um, I still had no label. I just recorded it at, at, in my mum's garage actually um, for a week, and then um, got got a friend to do some drums for it, and yeah, that was it basically. Have you always written songs? yeah yeah they, they they weren't very good for a long time uh i, I started writing when i was really young uh-huh. um like yeah like eight on just stupid little songs and then probably um 
yeah, 16, I think I started, I started writing songs, but I probably didn't write a good one until I was about 25. <laughs> <laughs> were you, did you have bands and stuff or were, were they always songs? Like, were you always kind of Scott Levine? No, I was, I was in a band. I was in a band for years with some, um, with one of my favorite songwriters I've ever met. He's like, no, he's never, never released anything. And he's kind of this like drunk Jewish guy who, um, who I still in contact with. And he, he was 10 years older than me. I joined his band. Uh-huh. And, um, when I was like 21 and their his songs were so good. I, I, it kind of stopped me from writing to be honest. Cause yeah. everything I, everything I wrote was just, was terrible compared to his songs. But it, I think over the, just being, being in a band with him for like five years really influenced me because like people who say, Oh, his songs are really too wordy and they're too like, clever or it's not that i'm saying my songs are but you know it was i I just loved them because it was like it was stories and it was like emotional and it made you just feel really alive it was like it was just a lot of substance to it Um, i I mean i I think yeah yeah. Uh, your songs i mean to me that's what i love about your songs they're they're stories and they're um you know there's parts that are spoken and they all seem very believable and you know thinking about the way this this podcast like thinking about memory a lot of these songs to me sound real, right? They, a lot of these songs really happened to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they did. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's always a bit of uh, embellish, embellishment, I guess, but there's, um, I don't know, I always say like it happened to someone. And, um, but, you know, I had to, I think I had to live, live a bit of life before I started writing songs, but I don't know. They're, they're, all, they're also characters. So I, I meet quite a lot of characters and I have met a lot of characters. So I can't say everything that's in the songs is all completely me. Sure. It's, it's not, you know, I'm not that cool and I've never been that interesting. Um, but, you know, it's part, some of it's true. Yeah. You know, I, one of the things I've been talking to all these writers about on this show is that, um, it feels like um, if you get the details right, meaning like I feel like I can write a song about something I didn't do, um, but if I but if I'm honest about the details, meaning if I understand where it happened or what street it looked like, etc., then I feel good about that, and I feel like it's still an honest song. Does that does that ring true to you? Is that something? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, and and also if if you put your own the, the, also on the other hand like the facts and the details of the, the situation don't have to be true at all as long as you put some emotional something emotional that you felt into it or something you know it can be a different age you can be a, you can be right from a woman's perspective but i feel like there needs to be some sort of link to the heart or something like you know the, the details aren't important for me it just has to because i've written songs before where i'm like oh, i'm gonna write a song about this like that's a funny story and it just doesn't work because there's just no heart to it and uh, or, or you know i'm trying to it's literally all made up and there, yeah. there has there has to be some root of truth to it i think my friend eddie my friend eddie was calling that the like the hollow bunny meaning uh you know, without some emotional honesty to it, uh, or some kernel of truth, you end up with like an Easter candy with its hollow versus right, one yeah. that's fully chocolate, you know, and, and it's always a little disappointing to bite into the, the hollow one. Um, yeah. and, and I think that that's, that rings very much true. You've, it, it seems like from your songs and knowing you just from our breakfast, you've traveled a fair amount. Is that, that's something that seems to show up. Yeah. 
yeah, I did. I did in my twenties. Um, yeah, mainly Europe, and mm-hmm. I did a bit a bit of time in New York. Not long, only a few weeks. Um, yeah, but main, mainly Europe. I just really loved France, to be honest. I just spent a lot of time there. Spent a couple of years there in my twenties, and um, did a lot of pissing about on motorbikes um, for six months here and there. Yeah, right on. What? Uh... And then that shows up in the songs, I think. I mean, like, certainly the one about the oranges, the orange groves, right? There's, Oh, yeah, Lord of Citrus. Yeah, I mean, that's more fantasy, actually, just because, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's sort of fantasy. Just because I've never been to, like, California or Hawaii and all these kind of places. And it was like, I, I wrote that when it was, um, when it was really cold here and, yeah. um, and I was just like, I'm sick of this fucking country, you know. Like, I just want to go somewhere where it's just warm all the time. And and um, also, yeah, also I guess I was feeling quite normal. And I was like, I just want to go and live in a caravan near an or near some oh, no. sort of citrus. You know, I guess it was maybe Spain as well. Uh, yeah. Driving over Lemon's book. Ever read that book where it's like. Now, somewhere where citrus fruits grow seems a lot better than England, where it's just <laughs> potatoes and carrots. I you thought know, it was Spain so. when I heard the song, but I, uh, I, you know, the whole study has a song called Citrus, and uh, that was very yeah. much uh, me thinking about what Robert Plant would sing about, because he seems <laughs> like he sings about lemons and oranges and stuff like that. But when the acoustic guitar comes out, it felt like it was, you know, what would Robert Plant sing about here? And so I immediately thought of citrus, but... <laughs> Um, oh, so how about the, the ballad, the the song, or the ballad of Lindsay? Is that what it's called? The um, yeah. is my favorite, and is that one real? Yeah, it, it is real. And do you know that was um, you mentioned Richard Metzger that he actually gave me the title for that because oh uh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, I sent him the demos just because he was like he was the only champion of my music for a while, and so I just had a back and forth with him, and he was just he's just a really good guy, and um. And uh, so I would just send him the odd demo and stuff, and and uh, and I can't remember. I can't remember what the title was. I think it was I chose amphetamines over yeah. you, just because I thought that was a much sort of funnier title. And um, he was like, "This is more you're cheapening it or something." And he was like, "It's much better for it to be the ballad." But yes, anyway, to answer your question, it is sort of true about my first girlfriend. Yeah. I think that that was, I mean, that is the line that, that, that just crushed me. I chose amphetamines over you because there is a directness to it and also a very sad, but a very plausible, um, a plausible result, right? Uh, for a young man. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed like the most, uh, the most uh, obvious choice at the time. And I love, I love this girl yeah. <laughs> as well. <laughs> Well, but it, it was, it's obviously more than amphetamines. It was the whole lifestyle. And so she wasn't into that. Yeah. And uh, it was like, well, okay. Um, you, you know, you talked earlier about having a, a theater thing. Um, you write outside of songs, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done any theater since then, actually. Um, but yeah, I've been after I wrote, well, all of last year, actually, I was working on a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, that's sort of my passion, actually. And you've been um, doing a newsletter, too, on and off. I've been doing that, yeah. I wrote, I guess, I didn't really know what they were, but I think they're like prose 
poet prose poetry or you know whatever they are yeah um, i've just got so much stuff knocking about and i just thought you know in my heart i was like well, i'm gonna save these for an for a book of prose poetry i was just like well that might never happen and i right. write so much stuff anyway just give them away just give them to people that sign up for the newsletter I don't, I don't love saving things. I don't think that that's a good energy to save things because right. a, as you said, who knows what's the future holds, but B you're probably always going to make new stuff. And so I feel like getting the stuff yeah. out there is part of clearing the way for the new stuff. Yeah. Do you think it's like also confidence in yourself that you are going to write stuff as good as what you expect absolutely like it's like i know i'll keep writing songs so we can go on a journey with this one and if the producer says like you know i I work with producer josh kaufman and he you know he'll be like get rid of that first verse and you're like oh but i loved it so much and it's like but you know there will be more and 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 the older i get the more i even believe that i think like there's just everything has to go through this journey and we have to start cutting things and it's going to end up different than you thought it was going to be but you're going to love it and if you don't then you write another song and start over you know and um yeah. i think that's just part of it what well, for the tour which uh uh have you toured on on milk city sweethearts much yeah uh i did sort of two very short ones i did i did one just after it come out i did like five or six shows and then Mm -hmm. i did another small run uh in march uh but yeah not much i don't have an agent uh so it's just my like manager (laughs) getting me gigs and uh yeah but it was great actually it was the best shows i've 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 done which is good Amazing. At the time, I was I was thinking if these don't go well, I'm just going to stop. Like I don't, I'm 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 too been doing it a while, and I don't really want to drive to Liverpool and play to three people anymore. Right, um, right. You know, but so it was it was more than three, so that was all right. <laughs> Good. Well, hopefully, I mean, uh, and this will be more than three. I think we're going to have a great time on the road. <laughs> is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be? It's going to be you alone on stage, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. what do, you, do you normally play guitar? Uh, with that or piano or is it yet to be seen yeah do you know i was thinking about that today um i'm not really sure normally well i've taught i I did it with a band for broke but um but yeah it's just been me i normally take this really really broke kind of um it's like an 80s yamaha keyboard that's got drum machine on uh, Mm -hmm. drums on it and so i use i use that as as a drum machine and i've got like um uh it's like one of those fender sixes you know those like six string bass i love those type things like a baritone thing but it's not a fender it's like a cheaper version Mm -hmm. of that but it's far superior as far as i'm concerned it's the best instrument i've ever owned it's got a whammy bar it's got like three p90s it's like fiesta red and it costs like a hundred quid it's like (laughs) the best thing i've ever owned and it sounds amazing so i use that it's like um, because you can play rhythm and bass at the same t- well, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I normally do that for the sort of upbeat ones, and I take a crappy little piano for uh, – but I'm not sure what to do with you, with you actually. But I think for the German ones, I'll probably just use your instruments. If that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well – And then I'll – yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's all possible. Um, what uh, – what um, – you know, I wanted to talk through that. So you join us in, uh, uh, is it Hamburg? 
Is that where you join? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we kick off, we go, we're on September 16th and 17th. We're in Unstenmark. And then we go on to Berlin on September 18th. I'll be, be with the Uptown Controllers. And then we meet up uh, September 19th in Hamburg. Uh, do you have any Hamburg memories? Have you been there before? No, I've only been to Germany. I went to Germany twice. And one was like, uh, I spent a couple of months in Strasbourg playing mm-hmm. in like, it's this like jazz slash pizza place. Cool. Um, and this French, me and this French guy, and we used to like, he, he was from the South of France and um, he was completely amused that you could like get the bus into Germany. Like, and it was like 10 minutes. And I spoke like, I spoke pretty, I spoke good French, but I also spoke very basic German. And mm-hmm. he used to be like, go and ask for a banana, go into the shop and ask for a banana. And I'd be like, Guten Tag, ein Banan bitter. And like the answer would be, I didn't understand the answer. Right. And it would like be this very, very long, like I, mean, I imagine it's like, what kind of bananas would you want? Yeah. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, and he would just crack up laughing and like it was really childish. Like, but um yeah, the other time was was I went to Berlin and it was terrible actually. That's, oh no. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I've always loved Berlin every time I've been there. Um well, uh, I, I think I've been to Hamburg a couple of times, including the last time I was on tour. It was lovely. Um, we'll yeah. move on to Cologne, uh, which I've had some really great hold steady shows over the years and they have the beautiful dome great. there. Um, is that where, is that where you're playing? Uh, we are playing, uh, in Cologne. Uh, I, I forget, I, it's, I forget the name of that, that venue. Um, it's the blue, is it the blue, the, the blue, blue door, something. blue something, uh, I should look it up, but I, it's not a venue I've, I've been to before, but they have the beautiful, um, you know, the dome cathedral that I always like to look at. Um, oh, cool. so, yeah, I can't so, wait. I mean, I've been in, I've been in Dorset for months. I haven't left the country <laughs> for such a long time. And then off to Amsterdam, which of course is always, you know, exciting. And we're at the Paradiso there, which is a classic place. And I'm sure you've spent time in Amsterdam and, um, yeah, uh, we played there last time. That was amazing. Then up to right. uh, day off to get to Brighton, and Brighton is uh, at the Green Door store, I believe. Brighton's always a wonderful place. Do you know that venue at all? Have you played there? No, I've been there. I've never played there. No, okay. I've played. Yeah, I've played a uh, few times in Brighton, but ne- never there. Yeah, it should be great. It's a great venue. London is the O'Meara's, which I know is a great venue as well. Is is, is London technically, would that be your hometown show? I mean, where's, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I know Dorset. It's not that far from London, right? It's two hours. Okay. Um, yeah, it's two hours on the train anyway. Um, yeah, London's my hometown. It's where I get, you know, I grew up there. Um, right, right. I grew up in Essex, like East London. Okay, so, got yeah. it, yeah. So that's hometown up to Leeds where I have a bunch of friends and uh, that should be a spectacular show. That is uh, uh, one to look forward to on a Sunday night uh, day off and then to Dublin, which again, last time we went was amazing. Um, Ride the ferry. It's always exciting. Um, If it's uh, I know you don't drink anymore, but try not to be hung over for the ferry ride. Um, (laughs) This is my advice to anyone. And you know, back up to um, Glasgow, uh, the, uh, what is it called? The, the King Tuts. King Tuts, which is a great venue. Have you played there? No. no. But, yeah, that's like a dream come true. Like It's yeah, a classic. I've always wanted to. 
classic, yeah. classic, amazing venue. Uh, one of the best shows of the tour last year. And I love Glasgow, uh, which is great because we have a day off there the next day uh, before we make our way to Newcastle, which I haven't been to for a while, I think since 2014. Uh, but great to be up north. Uh, October 1st, Saturday, we're in Manchester at the Night and Day Cafe, which is another classic venue. I've played there one time um, and it was awesome. And then yeah. back down to London for the the, the wrap up, um, which is at the Moth Club, which is um, just such a cool venue. I played that, I think, you know, the, the, around the time I met you, uh, the Hold Steady did a little show there. Oh, it yeah. was so good. It kind of looks like a Wes Anderson set um, and it's sort of symmetrical and it feels like a, feels kind of miniature and it's in you know an old old working men's kind of place that one is yeah. really um kind of exciting in that um the minnesota vikings the the nfl football team i would i support i guess um <laughs> uh are playing in london that day and so um there's at least some chance that there will be some minnesota vikings fans over for that game um wow. and will either be celebrating or lamenting their loss. Um, I don't feel like the Uptown Controller's music is super celebratory, um, but, you know, either way, I think we can fit the bill and uh, hopefully make it, it, some it people. Is, it is in a sort of darkly romantic, you know, it, It's way. like if, if we sing these sad songs together, it makes us feel better. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a celebration of some sort and that maybe not American football. Yeah, it's probably not the best American football, but you know that game will be long over. So even some of the fans may have moved on to the next chapter by then. You know that that'll be uh that'll be hours yeah, right. later. So and um, they'll be crying over their pints. I think it's cry. It's better crying over pints music, to be honest. But uh, I still yeah, but it's I pretty hope up, for a it's win. Pretty upbeat though, even though like maybe the nature of the lyrics and stuff. It's like it's it's got like a and head nodding sort of thing to it. Anyway, I yeah. think we'll have a good time no matter what. And that'll be the wrap. And, and we'll all go home and, but it, it's looking like an amazing tour of an amazing band with me. And, um, yeah, uh, it should be wait. a lot I of fun. I can't wait to, I can't wait on many levels. I can't wait to see the band, like see, see the, the new album played live. Like I can't wait to, uh, play myself. Like, I don't really <laughs> feel like a musician right now because I've just been <laughs> working on my house all summer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just to, and I've never played Dublin or Glasgow, all these different venues and Germany. So yeah, I'm buzzing. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be, it should be, it should be an amazing time. I, I think that we're going to have, um, a life changing, uh, few weeks and, um, yeah. I'm really glad you're going to be joining for it. Um, well, I think that's what I wanted to cover. So, um, Scott, thank you so much for uh, joining us and, uh, Thank you. Craig. Talking about all this and uh, congratulations on being a father uh, once again and uh, getting through these first few weeks of, um, you know, whatever <laughs> might hold sleeplessness or excitement or all of the above. Mm. Yeah, all that. <laughs>